Have you ever said yes to something before really thinking it through? Today, we are talking about Luke 14, 28, building a tower without first counting the cost. Do you want to experience more intimacy in your marriage through time in God's word and praying together, but find yourself spending more time scrolling and binging TV? Do you desire to lead your children to know, love, and serve the Lord, but don't even know where to begin? Do you want to incorporate more Jesus into everyday family life, but don't seem to have enough time nor bandwidth for it after all of your adulting? Hi, we are Robbie and Sasha Robertson, and we are so excited that you're here with us on the Faithful Family Fortress podcast. We know the distance between your desires and current lifestyle seems impossible to overcome, but you're not alone. As first-generation believers, we are on a journey to discover what it means and looks like to do life with Jesus. It was a struggle to put down the habits our fellow millennials and culture have been so comfortable with and instead seek to live a more fruitful life. We're here to help build Christ-centered, faithful families by bringing mindfulness into your marriage, purpose into your parenting, and humility into the shared responsibility of homemaking. So fire up that pot of coffee, share an earbud with your spouse, and let's get busy with today's episode here on the Faithful Family Fortress Podcast. We're back! (laughs) So we have had quite a hiatus from podcasting for you regular listeners here. And first, we want to apologize. I know it's been since like... It's our bad. The end of May, I think. It's probably my bad. Was <laughs> we're, we're going to talk about the bad that it was. Um, I think it was the end of May, the last time we released a podcast episode here together on the Faithful Family Fortress. It feels like and a lifetime. Yeah, it's been a while, um, which is why today we are talking about why that happened. Um, and this whole passage from <laughs> Luke chapter 14, verse 28 that's about building a tower without first counting the cost. Robbie, do you want to read that for us? Absolutely. I would love that. Uh, For which of you desiring to build a tower does not first sit down and count the cost, whether he has enough to complete it. Luke 14, 28 in the ESV. Yeah. Should have read that one before uh, we jumped into this particular season of life. Well, can, can I just continue this into 29 too? Because it says otherwise, when he has laid a foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it begin to mock him, saying, this man began to build and was not able to finish. Oh, that's like my worst nightmare. <laughs> it's so shameful. There's actually a church here, not in our town, um, in a neighboring town that has been building a building a church for like eight years eight or, or nine something years. like that it's and they're like we're gonna get in in six weeks and everybody's like hooray and then on week seven they still weren't in yet <laughs> well no i think it was like on week like 15 they still weren't in yet but um we're not doing this podcast about them this is about us and our mistake of not counting the cost before well we didn't build a tower we we in fact knocked, knocked down, down a wall yeah On launch day. So the day that we launched this podcast, y'all know if you've been listening, was our 14th wedding anniversary. And Robbie was like, here's your gift. And he handed me a sledgehammer and some safety glasses. And we were going to knock down this wall that was 
dividing our dining room from the office area to make that a giant living room and move our dining room to where our living room previously was, not knowing exactly where our office was going to go or like all these other things. And, and Robbie even said to me, <laughs> do you remember what you said? I'm like, oh, this will be quick. Yeah, I was like, no, this is not going to be quick. Like it's going to look quick. The first part of it's going to go real fast. And, and then it's going to take a while because there's a lot going on here that we need to consider. Yeah. Like the knocking down the wall itself did go quick. I think it was like um, the first night we knocked down quite a bit of it. And then by the next day, it was like basically gone. Yep. But then we had like all this electrical to figure out and to rerun and like to do it to code with all the proper... I learned electrical in the process. You woo, woo. are an astute <laughs> little electrician. You really impressed me. That was great. But to this day that we are recording this, it is still not primed and painted. There is still trim like halfway up the wall in one of the rooms. It only like, took me two weeks to tape and mud a four-inch strip. Half of it is orange. The other half is like tan. Um, that's just the color the rooms already were. That's not us being weird. There's a chandelier over the, where the table used to be. That's like, about I'm surprised nobody three, has died on this thing. About yet. three inches shorter than it needs to be. I've cracked my knock on that thing so many times. We have the primer. We haven't decided officially on a paint color yet. Um, we have the ceiling fans picked out, so we've purchased those and everything. Anyways, it's been three months into this two-day project. Oh my goodness, has it really? Yeah. April, May, June, July. Oh my gosh, it's almost been ninety it's been days a whole quarter. into this. Like, there's no. like depreciation coming into effect now. This will go quickly. Okay, so y'all should know that is the first thing. We're not even close to done that yet. That is the thing where we. We knocked down the wall without counting the cost, not the financial cost. Like that, that was relatively expensive. That wasn't a big thing at all. A like, couple hundred bucks. Yeah, super easy. Even with the fans and the paint and everything, and like, the room is fantastic. It's amazing. It's so like I cannot good. wait to start hosting y'all, all the local Alaskans um, that we have listening. It's um, but since then, like our life has been flip turned upside down Uh. maybe we should have played that clip again (laughs) um but uh robbie do you want to tell them some more of the stuff that's happened like since then in our crazy life here well yeah let's start with uh your habit and addiction towards facebook marketplace and finding good deals and normally that aggravates me until you find the really good deals. And then I'm really aggravated because <laughs> now we're definitely getting this because there's no way we will get the thing for any cheaper. So y'all, my wife sleuthed out a three-story tall playhouse for kids. Literally three. Like, it goes to the second floor of our home. It's got a slide. It's got different compartments. It's got a little park bench underneath. It's got swings. It's got everything. Went to these people's houses, took us what a, about four hours to deconstruct it and then figure out how to like mob it to our home on the back of our utility trailer. Mm-hmm. But big props to utility trailers. You don't have one, you should get one. They're super useful. We got to home, parked it in our front yard and we're like, hmm, it's not really going to work here. We need to put this in our backyard. Oh, you mean the yard that we've been meaning to cut and level for the past eight years? Yeah, that'd be the one. Cool. Well, it's rained every single day this summer. We should definitely undertake this project too. Well, first we started with quotes to 
pay someone to come and do it because and everything just keeps getting so much more expensive. This has been the eight year desire. Like we want to level our backyard because it's a hill. Like we have people over for a campfire and they're like sideways in their camping chairs, almost falling out. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's a mess. It's uh, so we called around for quotes, mind you, I called well over a dozen companies of which four called me back and came out for quotes. And we still have only received two of these quotes and it's been well over a month. So, um, one of which was $2,000, like from a senile kind of old man that Robbie's like, you're going to get what you pay for. You better hope he doesn't listen to this podcast. The other one, (laughs) (laughs) the other one was for 14,000. Yeah. It was like a used truck. I was like, Oh my goodness. I could do this myself and justify it. We could do it with a shovel and pay that in chiropractic visits. (laughs) No. Um, (laughs) Shout out to our chiropractors. We got this play place for $250 and now it's a mission to like figure out where is this going to go? So, um, in the midst of all of this, like we had family in town coming to visit for two weeks. Correct. My parents are here for the summer. Robbie's car broke down. My car down, broke down. Like My clutch two, destroyed itself. Two days before he flew to France. That part was kind of um, planned. France was planned, yes. And then the day after he gets back, still hasn't fixed his car yet. Calamity. <laughs> well, funny enough... On this one day that I'm talking about, he just put in leave to have this week off of work that we are recording this so we could level our yard. And we come home to inches of sewage water in our downstairs of our home and the garage. And it was like, so right now it's like $25,000 into this remodel project to get it all done. Like to clean out, dry out, tear out, rebuild. Yeah, all flood cuts. And so we've decided to take on this task ourselves instead of just letting insurance pay. I mean, I clearly contractor. I clearly can't do a wall very well. I can definitely not rebuild the downstairs really good. <laughs> no. We're like, we'll learn, we'll grow. Anyways, this is a long story tell for this podcast episode to let you guys know that All of this stuff has been happening and we are still in the midst of it. Like we haven't even officially broke ground in the backyard. We only have a few pieces of drywall put in, in the downstairs. Robbie's car's fixed. Thank God. He's rocking now. Um, a lot of things have like come together. I went to France. Yep. All of these things are outside of, um, being husband and wife, being parents, managing the home, my business. And so... We greatly apologize that this podcast has just been like last on the list because these are these are just some of the major circumstances. We've had a lot of other things like family getting sick and um, triathlons and and hikes. And, you know, it's in, in Alaska. Maybe you don't know. But when the sun is shining for the seventh time in a full calendar year, you drop everything. You've got to go out and be in it. You drop everything and go. So we've enjoyed some hiking and some canoeing lately, um, which was so needed. And now we are here back with you to share the good news is everything that we've learned (laughs) throughout this process. So we actually have four bullet points for you guys today that we want to share about this topic of not counting the cost before building the tower, because we, we really truly have seen like I think it was like two weeks in after we tore this wall down and we were like, 
we did not count the cost, not the financial cost, but like the load, the capacity that we had available to even finish this wall and then all this other stuff that's come up. So we, we just want to share with you guys these four tips um, or four things that we've learned throughout the process. So Robbie, do you want to take it away with Absolutely. number one? So the first thing we have to like think about is that life can go from zero or okay to just absolutely overwhelming really quick. And all it takes is one event or one sledgehammer, one sledgehammer. <laughs> I should have just brought you flowers. <laughs> that was the most expensive, not flowers I've ever bought. You've said that several times since then. Yeah. And I still feel that way. I'll be saying that till the day we die. Um, but one decision, one unforeseen circumstance, one anything can take you from something that's manageable to right outside the realm of manageable really fast and sacrifices need to be done to be made. So if you're aware of that, you can plan yourself around, okay, if I'm going to do this big thing, I need to... I need to count the cost of like, what is this really going to take out of me? And that's money, time, energy, time spent with other people. Like what other events are you foregoing to do the thing? Cause it'll go quick. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. And number two is this is something that I've been really like resting in a lot lately and not just in relation to this tearing down a wall, but lots of different things in my life is you have to ask yourself, is it truly spiritual warfare or is it a lack of thought or a lack of obedience? And I bring this up because there have been different areas of my life where I've been experiencing where I'm just like, man, this is spiritual warfare. And, and sometimes like, yeah, it really does feel like spiritual warfare, maybe it's spiritual warfare on top of all of this, but it stems from an area where I was lacking in obedience, lacking in doing what I truly believe God had called me to do in this season and ignoring it. And so that kind of tacked on to this lack of thought um, really ties in with this tearing down this wall. Because if anybody would have encouraged me to sit down and really think about this, like to get out of the emotional aspect, the excitement of like, this is finally happening. Like this wall is going to come down and we're going to have this big, beautiful living room like we want. And, and the dining room is just going to make more sense. And like, it's going to be easier to host people. Like I was so excited about this because we had been talking about taking down this wall for like a year since our friend Luke came over and incepted us, which ironically enough, this verses from Luke. <laughs> Different Luke. Different Luke, obviously. Um, so anyways, if I would have taken some time to sit in those thoughts, I would have been able, able to make better or more educated choices or decisions and moved forward with them. Like we both would have been able to and, and potentially prevented a lot of this, um, almost like calamity, I guess you would say. Uh, but it's the natural consequences of our actions that have stemmed from this moment, not necessarily just spiritual warfare. And so I think a lot of people are like, oh, spiritual warfare, spiritual warfare. And so that's a, a point that I wanted to make is, is um, to really ask yourself, like, if you're in the moment of experiencing hardship, 
instead of just slapping a label of spiritual warfare on it, you have to ask, like, could this be lack of thought, lack of obedience, or is it truly spiritual warfare? I saw this actually summed up on a t-shirt before. It says, uh, see if I can remember exactly how it went. The, uh, the shirt read, sometimes bad things happen to you. Oh, is that what it was? Oh, no, everything happens for a reason. And sometimes that reason is you made a stupid decision. <laughs> I I'm thought like, it was just sometimes. Rings really true. <laughs> yeah. So that brings me into my next point, which sounds, it's going to sound really similar to my first point, but I want to kind of get into this more. When you don't count the cost, you're not leaving space for unplanned or unforeseen circumstances. And what I mean by that is, uh, well, for our life, our basement flooded. Like nobody plans for that. But. Other things happen that aren't quite as catastrophic. You get sick. Your spouse gets sick. Your kids get sick. Or there's an earthquake. That happened up here a few years ago. Sometimes there's a tornado or a flood, a hurricane. There's some sort of like larger external event that will take place. If you live in a colder climate, one thing you're probably going to run into from time to time is your pipes will freeze. Now, it's not that you don't commit to anything ever, but when you are committing to things you need to understand that if you don't leave space on the calendar just some free space um it's going to find itself on there and then things that were need to happens are going to become not happening at all now i've had to take time off of work to fix this house and like that's my day job now thankfully i have vacation so I've counted the cost of my time off, but that cost is not going to be spent on a beach in Hawaii this year. And that makes me sad. Um, first world problems, but they're my problems. <laughs> right. Uh, actually, Robbie, that brings us right into point number four, because I think point number four is counting the cost is critically important to your life and your family. And I've labeled this as purposeful priorities. And and I say it ties in perfectly because I'm huge for leaving space, you know, for unforeseen circumstances, but also for rest, for, for thinking, you know, going back even to point number two here to create that space to think about your decisions before taking action. And, um, and when I talk about your purposeful priorities, I talk about this a lot on my podcast, The Intentional Mom Life with Jesus, um, shameless plug here. Sorry, Robbie. I hope you're okay with me hijacking this. <laughs> Go ahead. It's all good. Um, when I talk about purposeful priorities, I'm talking about the things that are most relevant to you in the season of life that you're living in, the things that God has, that you have created the space for you and God to to clearly communicate that, like, what should I be focusing on in this season of life that I'm living in? And what truly matters most to me in this season of life that I'm living in? And then having those as a guide and like going back to point number two, like lack of thought, I didn't sit down and, and, and really take into consideration how much this wall coming down was going to create. Like we had three different rooms that needed to be like, decluttered and reorganized and gone through and moved but then on top of that like moving one of the rooms required us to move a fourth room in our house to a fifth room and the fifth room in our house like parts of that to furniture tetris an external and then we had to sell some things and so it was like it was a lot and if i would have taken time to check in with my purposeful priorities 
the answer would have been no, but I got caught up in the emotions, right? But not only is it critically important to your life, but it's also critically important to your family. And one of the things that we've seen is like shortly after this, like we launched this podcast and started taking down this wall. And then our preschooler. Yeah, he's three and a half, almost four. So yeah, yeah. it's preschool age. He's talking. Um, he's more than a toddler, but not yet a kindergartner. So more um, than a toddler. Sorry. Is that a song? It is now. Oh, okay. Um, so he started regressing in his potty training, which like totally caught us off guard because like he was so good at it. And it's like, it was like, wait, what is happening? Yeah. How, so does then, a, how does a two-year-old go to bed with undies and that same two-year-old turns into a three-year-old and needs a pull-up every night? Right. Yeah. Or like you need to fault. do laundry every day, sometimes two times a day. Like it was like, what is happening? And when I Google searched... <laughs> Good old Google lets me know it's likely accounting to or on account of stress. And so what we had actually done is we created so much busyness and so much work because every waking hour that we had free that we weren't, you know, at work, we were basically working on decluttering or organizing or electrical or drywall or whatever else. And and we went straight from that into family being here into work, Robbie working on his car and being gone in France and, and the house flooding. And so it's all the yada, it's, yada, yada. It's just been this crazy, crazy season. And I'm not saying all of these other things happened because we took down this wall, but if we didn't take down this wall, maybe it wouldn't have gone from season of crazy to season of crazy to season of crazy that has then affected, like had an effect on our children even. So we're just sitting in this place of vulnerability with you guys, letting you in on this like really unwise decision. It feels like that we've made learn from our mistakes, please. But at the same time, I think we've both agreed that like we love our house the way it is now. And the end result is definitely worthy. Would you have done it differently knowing? Like, oh, yeah. Would you have not swung that hammer? You would have like maybe waited to the winter or. Yeah, that would have been more of a winter project. Like I think. knowing what you know now. About the wall or about everything that's happened like, to us? Like everything that's happened in the last 90 days, essentially. Yeah, I would have waited on the wall. But I mean, how do you know that your basement's going to flood? No, you don't. But how that's do you know your wife's going to find an amazing play set on <laughs> that's going to spool another problem? How do you know your clutch is going to explode? Number four, just remembering counting the cost is critically important to your life and family. Well, that about wraps it up. We thank you for taking this time to hang out with us. And if you think that what we've got to say is entertaining or useful to a friend, we encourage you to please share that with them. And as always, we would love, love, love it if you would leave us a review. We read every one of them. And we might even read one on the air one day if we catch some really entertaining ones. <laughs> uh, challenge. Now that we've gotten through this season or we're into the season and back onto the podcast, we hope we can bring you more great and entertaining content on a more consistent basis. So check in with us every Tuesday. We're going to be here. And remember, it's not the years in your life. It's the life in your years.